All right. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing this morning? You're looking great. Feel like it's been a couple weeks since I've been here, but uh, it has been. That's the joke. Okay. Well, we appreciate you being here on Vision Sunday, but before we have Vision Sunday, we have an awesome opportunity to welcome some people into the membership of Bible Baptist Church. And we are so thankful for that. So I'm going to ask Sue Markovich if she would come. And then I'm going to ask Tim Fernhout if he would come uh, join us on the platform today. And uh, we have one other that is being uh, presented for membership. But unfortunately, he was not able to make it. And that's Sue's husband, Mike. And uh, Mike is drive, drives long-haul truck. And he tried to make it here, did the best he could. Come on up. And um, tried to do the best he could to get here, but was unfortunately unable to make it. But he is watching online. So, Mike, uh, thank you so much for being here. We're excited that you guys are taking part in this today. So this is Sue Markovich. Sue has been coming to our church for quite some time now and um, has, has quite the history. If you don't know Sue, you need to get to know Sue. And uh, she has a good story, and I, I would challenge you to get to know her story. And uh, she has an awesome story as well. And then she's married to Mike, obviously. And uh, Mike just recently got saved, and we're thankful for that. And uh, the Lord's been working in their hearts, and they've wanted to join the church for some time. And then over here is Tim Fernhouten. Tim's been uh, growing up in church, and he has quite the interesting story. And so I would, again, challenge you to know uh, uh, Tim's story as well. And you know what? The Lord's bringing victory in, in their lives, and we've seen it, and it's incredible to watch. And so we're just pay- praying that this church will be able to continue to help them grow and be able to help them grow closer to Christ. All of these guys have gone through our, our church membership class, okay? Anybody that wants to join our church, we put them through that class just so that we're all on the same page. We all know what we're coming into, what's expected, and all that. But one thing that um, I often say in this class that I don't often get to say here is though they are joining our church and they're going to bring their talents, their abilities, their stories, their backgrounds with them, and they're going to be able to help our church, you know what we have a responsibility to do? So we have a responsibility to help them as well. They have goals, they have dreams, they have aspirations that they want to accomplish, not only physically, but spiritually in their lives. And guess what? We have a part to play in that. And if you just say, hey, welcome to our church, and that's all you ever say to these people, then we have a problem, okay? We need to get to know them. We need to spend time with them. We need to understand who they are and try to help them accomplish what it is that God has called them to do. And I hope you will do that. I hope you'll spend some time with these people, get to know them. So... On that being said, I'm going to ask us all to vote on bringing Mike and Sue and Tim into our church membership this morning. So everybody in favor who is a member of Bible Baptist Church, 18 years of age and older, would you just give a hearty amen if you will bring these people into membership? All right. Any opposed? I got it. Okay. All right. Welcome to members as Bible Baptist Church. Thank you so much for being here. We're excited about what the Lord's going to do through you. All right. Awesome. I was a bit hesitant there. I don't know if they were going to let you come in or not. Like it was. <laughs> oh, man. Mike, and I know we don't get to see Mike a whole lot, but Mike is online faithfully every week and commenting. And uh, he, co- he was here, I believe, the last two, sun- or last two Sundays ago he was here. And uh, anytime he comes, man, take the time to get to know him. Very knowledgeable man. Used to work for Rogers. And uh, so awesome, awesome opportunity to get to know these people. All right? Thank you so much for being here. Well, Vision Sunday. Vision Sunday is an awesome time. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about presenting this to you. We're looking forward to a new year. Can you believe it's 2023 already? 
How many of you thought that I, you would never see 2023? Anybody? <laughs> I'm raising my hand. Over the last couple of years, I thought, oh man, Jesus is coming back. We're never going to see this 2023. But here we are. We are here. New year, eager anticipation. I want to thank uh, our pastoral staff for the last couple of weeks filling in. I listened to their messages. They did a great job. I'm thankful for them and for the, uh, the handling of the Word of God that they have done. And I'm just so grateful for that. I hope you've been blessed by them. But this morning, I want to start with something that I hope we do every single week at Bible Baptist. I'm not sure it happens, but I hope it happens, and it's this, just simply some self-reflection, okay? Self-reflection. When we preach a message here at Bible Baptist Church, the whole point is for each of us to take stock of our lives, to think about it, and understand what God has done in our lives in that moment, in that day, and self-reflect on it, and then hopefully do something about it. That's the whole goal. But this morning, I want to reverse just a little bit. Before I preach the message, I want us all to just bow our heads and close our eyes for a time of self-reflection before the message starts. So let's bow our heads and close our eyes just for a moment. And in doing so, I want to ask you just a couple of questions. Nobody looking around, please, just between you and the Lord, not your spouse next to you or the person sitting next to you or whoever, just you and the Lord, I want to ask you this question. How is your life right now? How's it going? I want you to answer that in yourself honestly. How's physically, how's your life going right now? Emotionally, mentally, financially, spiritually, how is your life right now? How are you feeling about the path that you're on right now? How do you, how do you feel about that? Let me ask this question. If you could, would there be anything that you would change to make your life count for more? If you could, would there be anything that you would change to make your life count for more? Here's my last question. Are you surviving, living, or thriving? Where would you categorize yourself? Father, thank you so much for this day. Father, as we begin our service in humble submission to you and begin self-reflecting and looking at our lives right now, Father, would you help us to focus in on exactly what you want for our lives? Help us to consider the path that we're on. Help us to consider the direction. Father, whether or not you are on that path, or on a path closer to you. And Father, help us as Bible Baptist Church, as we take this step into the next year, as we move forward, Father, that your will would be accomplished. Not only in this church as a whole, but in every single individual that hears this message, that's here today, that's online. Father, I pray that every single one of us will be changed today. Not because of what I have to say, Father, but because of what your word says. Father, I pray that you would draw us closer to you today. Father, if there's one here today that doesn't know you, that has never entered into a relationship with you, Father, I pray that today would be that day. 
where they accept you as personal Savior. And Father, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Every single day we wake up, throw the covers off, we sit up, our feet touch the floor, we stand, we walk to the washroom, we shower, we brush our teeth, we get dressed, we eat some breakfast, we go to work, we eat lunch, talk to our coworkers, finish work, make the drive home, eat dinner with our families, spend some time with our families, relax, go upstairs, get undressed, brush our teeth, go to bed, and we do the same thing day in and day out. If we are lucky, we will do this for approximately 47 years. 47 years, from the age of 18 to 65, we will do this day in and day out. And on weekends, you're here today. You do basically the same thing, except instead of going to work, you go to church. And I'm thankful for that. But here we are, day in, day out, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. We will accomplish many great things in these 47 years. Many great things. What, one of the things that we'll accomplish is we will provide for our families. That's wonderful. It's a great thing. We'll contribute to society. We'll teach the next generation how to do our job in that 47 years. We'll do many, many other things, but those are generalizations. But let me ask you this question. What if we were made for more than just the mundane nine to five? What, what if we were made for more than just the daily grind of our everyday lives? What if we were made for more than just providing for our families? What if we were made for more than just contributing to society? What if we were made for more than just teaching the next generation. Understand me, those are all good things. You, every single one of us ought to provide for our families. Every single one of us ought to contribute to your society. Every single one of us ought to teach the next generation. But what if we were made for more? Some of you might object to this, right? Absolutely not me. I'm just an everyday regular factory worker. I just go to work I put my head down, I just do my job, and I go home, clock in, clock out, I'm done, I'm not going to do anything else. I wasn't made for anything special or particular in my life. I was made to do just those things, just be a good person, that's it. I'm just a regular person made to do regular, everyday things. Many people believe that if you want to do something more in life, that you have to have special talents or special gifts that set you apart from everybody else. We believe that. Here's the reality of this. Nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further. Not, you don't have to have special talents. You don't have to have special abilities to do or be more. You don't have to. 
This thought process, though, has forced humans for centuries, hear me, for centuries to live in mediocrity. Just the mundane, just the everyday, just going through the motions of life, eking out an existence, but never truly thriving. Some of you have said to me, hey, how you doing today? And some of us would say, I'm surviving. And at best, you know, we'd say, I'm living life. But how many of you can honestly say, I am thriving? I'm thriving. I'm taking new steps every single day. I am living the way that I was intended to live. In fact, many of us may even imagine this. We live in 2023. Look at us. We're in a heated building with lights and TVs and I'm preaching from a computer and we've got all these amazing things and we've got live stream and cars that are computerized and can tell us when our coffee's cold and like we got all kinds of things going on in our lives. This is 2023, Pastor Yeomans. We are living a far better life than our ancestors before us. So we must be doing something, right? I mean, after all, we have indoor toilets now. (laughs) Praise God for that. Hey, we got Amazon Prime. You know, there used to be a day when you'd have to travel two days to the nearest town just to trade some furs that you trapped. And now we're ticked off, and I mean, I've seen some people angry that Amazon Prime didn't show up the same day or the next day. After all, they built that massive building just down the road. Surely it could be here in the same day. Okay, our life is so much better. We're progressive. We have all these things. We have Netflix now. No more going to Blockbuster or the corner store to rent a movie. We have arrived. Yet if we're honest with ourselves, we continue to live mediocre, unfulfilled lives. Even though we have all of this stuff. Even though we have all this technology. Even though we've progressed in our own minds. Different from what it used to be in the past. We still live mediocre, unfulfilled lives. Why? Why do we do this? Here's why I believe. Because we don't have purpose hear me again because we don't have purpose well we've got all kinds of stuff we got a phone and we got computers and we got cars and we got houses and we got friends and we got family and we got facebook and netflix and prime and la da 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 we got all of this stuff but none of us have a purpose if we do have a purpose often we miss out on our greatest purpose You say, well, what is our greatest purpose? Well, let's take some time. The theme for 2023 here at Bible Baptist this year is purpose. But notice what the tagline is, made for more. Purpose, made for more. Please hear me out today. Every single one of us is made for more than just the everyday, mediocre, unfulfilled life. Every single one of us. You sit here today and you think, not me. Yes, you. Well, I'm just a teenager. You too. 
Every single one of us is made for more. We are made for incredible, awesome, amazing things. Every single one of us. Things that we cannot even think or imagine. We're made for more. Let me try to illustrate this this morning with Luke chapter 5, if you'll turn there. Luke chapter 5 and verse 1. Luke chapter 5 and verse 1. The Bible says this. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. When he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering uh, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. When they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break, and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, notice this, they forsook all and followed him. If you've been in church any amount of time, you've heard this story over and over and over and over again. Jesus comes to just some regular, everyday fishermen. He wants to teach. He wants to talk to some people. And so with just a little bit, he just wants to get out just a little bit. So he walks up, and there's Simon Peter mending his nets. And he says, hey, launch me out just a little bit so I can speak to these people. He speaks to them and then goes and says, hey, let's go out and let's go fishing. Jesus gives him the greatest uh, amount of fish that he's ever gotten. But these men, hear me, these men were just regular, everyday people. We know some of the stories of Peter, James, and John, and so we elevate them, but hear me, they're just regular, everyday fishermen. By the way, they're doing what their fathers had done before them. Their dads were just fishermen. They took over the family business. Just everyday, ordinary men. They had been doing what their fathers had been doing. Peter, Andrew, James, and John, four of them fishermen. Just fishermen. Going through the everyday. Matthew, we know, was a tax collector. Just everyday, doing the same thing over and over. Simon, the Bible tells us, another Simon was a zealot. Best I could find out what a zealot was, was some sort of politician. Great. So six, six men, we know exactly what they did. Fisherman, tax collector, 
zealot, politician. Guess what? The other six people's jobs were so important that the Bible never mentions them. Don't you find that interesting? Here's what I'm trying to get you to see this morning. It doesn't matter what your everyday mundane routine is. It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter if you're retired. It doesn't matter if you're a politician, a tax collector, or an everyday fisherman, or a factory worker. It does not matter who you are. Hear me, Jesus is calling you for more. More. More than just the everyday. More than just the mundane. Even the people in Acts chapter 4 and verse 13 could tell these guys were just nothing special. Look at what the Bible says in Acts 4.13. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were what? Unlearned and ignorant men. That's it. And look what they did. And they marveled. These guys are, they, they've never been to college. They've never done this. They've never done that. They've, they've never been a part of our religious schools. These men are unlearned and ignorant. Everybody knew it. But yet they were made for more. Can you see what I'm getting at this morning? Jesus called everyday ordinary men out of the mundane, out of the mediocre living to something more. Hear me again, something more that they could ever ask or think. This year, the entire year, we're going to study these ordinary, everyday men and women. And guess what they ended up doing? Extraordinary things. And we might look at them and say, well, yeah. There's a reason why they did extraordinary things. They were extraordinary people. Hear me again. They were just ordinary, everyday people. This year, we're going to be studying the book of Acts. By the way, Acts is aptly named. Hear it again, Acts. Often called the Acts of the Apostles. The doings, the accomplishments, the, the acts, the actions of the apostles. When we look at the book of Acts, again, if you've been in church for any amount of time, you know that the book of Acts is a miraculous book. There are some things in the book of Acts that are spectacular, awe-inspiring, things that we would look at and just go, wow, I wish that would happen to me. Hear me, they were made for more than just fishermen. They were made for more than just tax collecting. They were made for more than just whatever they were doing. Made for more. We're going to focus this year on finding our purpose, your purpose. Every person who sits here today, your purpose for living, hopefully understanding this entire year how we are made for more. You might ask the question, well, what exactly am I here to do? What exactly is my purpose? Well, we're going to take a look at a lot of people and what they did in the book of Acts over the next several weeks. There were some who sold their houses and their lands to help finance other people in the church who had less. There were some in the book of Acts who served a bunch of little old ladies. There were some in the book of Acts who were preachers. 
There were some who their business was to sell expensive clothing, and when they did that, they used that to help other people. They opened up their houses for people traveling through the area. There was even a doctor in the book of Acts. There were people in the book of Acts that were just encouraging There were people in the book of Acts that were good at giving. There were people in the book of Acts that were good at serving. There were people in the book of Acts that were good at speaking. There were people that were compassionate. There were some that were bold. There were some that were full of faith. And the list could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on of different things that people did. It's called the book of Acts. Things that people did the cause of Christ. Hear me though. It's not what they did that was their purpose. Hear me again. It's not what they did that was their purpose. Hear me. It's why they did it. I believe every single person in this room has a what that they should be doing. But hear me. And that what's going to be different for every single person in this room. Right? Some giving, some full of faith, some bold, some prayerful. I mean, just the list could go on. Hear me. But every single one of us, this entire group, ought to have the exact same why. Because it's not what we're doing, it's why we're doing it. What is my purpose? What is my goal in life? What is the one thing that I need to attain to in life? We believe that the book of Acts is written by Luke, the doctor. So I want to take you, we were in Luke chapter 5, I want to take you to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, look with me in verse 8, a very famous verse. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Bible says this, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Notice this, and ye shall be what? Say it with me, witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Typically when we hear the word witness, especially if you've grown up in church at all, You think of soul winning, talking to other people about Jesus, right? I don't disagree with that. Please don't misunderstand me. But can I just give you just a little bit of a different perspective this morning? Just a little bit different way of maybe looking at things. Listen, before Jesus left this earth, he foretold that his disciples would be witnesses of him. More specifically, he was sending them, hear me, to continue his ministry. If you're in the habit of writing things down, I want you to write this down. The church is a continuation of the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. Let me say that one more time. The church is a continuation of the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. Hear me, Jesus walked on this earth for 33 and a half years. He walked with his disciples at least three of those years with the express purpose of what? Training them. Training them for what? Training them to do what? 
for the day that he would leave them. For the day that he would ascend into heaven. For the day that he would leave them for good and then tell them that there's going to be a day where I come back. He left them behind to do exactly what he had been doing for those three and a half years. In fact, he says it this way. Go to John chapter 17 with me. John chapter 17 is the prayer of Jesus to God. And he's praying about his disciples. Notice John chapter 17 and verse 18. John 17 and verse 18. John chapter 17 and verse 18, the Bible says this. As thou hast sent me into the world, watch this, even so have I sent them into the world. God, you sent me here to this world. In the same manner, I am sending them, my disciples. I'm sending them into the world. And not for their sakes, and excuse me, and for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Watch this, verse 20. Watch verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, the 12 alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. So Jesus is not praying just for the 12 disciples. He's praying for every single one of you who know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior today. Not just for these alone, but every person who will believe on me. They, excuse me, that they all may be what? One. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. Here it is, what? That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And look what you get, verse 22. And the glory which thou gavest me, look at, I have given them. Why? That they may be one. Even as we are one, I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Do you see what our goal is? Do you see what our purpose is to continue on the ministry of Jesus Christ? That the world will know that God has sent Jesus and that he loves them. This is our goal. That was the purpose. That was exactly what he called us to do. Jesus was sending his disciples in the same manner as God sent him. He sent them with the express purpose that the world would know who he is, who Jesus is. And listen, that's not just for the 12 disciples who were everyday ordinary men. That's for every single one who would believe on him. That was the purpose. But how were they going to do that? How were just everyday ordinary men going to do what Jesus did? Jesus, who was God in the flesh, who could perform miracles, who could touch the eyes of the blind and make them see, who could raise Lazarus from the dead. How in the world were they going to continue on the ministry of Jesus Christ? John chapter 14 and verse 12 says this. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, watch this, the works that I shall do, that I do, shall he do also. Hold on. And greater works. 
than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. Hear me, everybody. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Jesus left you here to do works that he did and greater. Greater works. You may be asking yourself, how in the world am I going to do greater things? Can I be crazy enough to say this? Jesus wants you. Jesus wants you. Jesus wants you and every single individual in this room. He wants you. He wants you. He wants you. He wants you. You who thinks that you don't have any talents. You who thinks I have nothing to offer. You who thinks, listen, what am I? I'm just an everyday ordinary person. I'm, I'm even a little bit below average. Listen, he wants you. Even you who thinks I'm an A plus, I'm way above average. Yes, he still wants you to. He wants every single one of us, no matter our talents, no matter our gifts, no matter our attitudes, he wants you. He wants each and every one. But here's the deal. How many of you think that you're going to go out today and heal a blind person? Anybody? Be, oh, be awesome, wouldn't it? You think you're going to go out and heal a lame man or walk into the St. Thomas Hospital and just, everybody, let's go. You're all healed. See, once again, that's not the purpose, is it? The purpose is not just to heal people. The purpose is, again, please hear me, the purpose is to point people to Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, we are not Jesus Christ. So how do a bunch of men and women be everything that Jesus was? Well, can we have attributes like Jesus? Yes or no? Yes. But here's the reality. We can't be exactly like Jesus until we get to heaven. We won't be completely like him until... We're out of this physical body and we come to God and say he sees us completely whole. We leave this sin-cursed world. So what's the point? If I can't be completely like Jesus was in every way, shape, or form, what's the point? What's God's plan? Hear me. Maybe we pass over this. But in John chapter 17, in the verses that we read... The goal was, let's, let's actually read it again. Verse 21. That they all may be one. Okay, everybody who sits over here, you guys all have talents, you all have abilities, you all have different things. You may say you're below average, above average, I don't care, you have something. You have an attribute of Jesus. And when you put your attribute with all those other people, and you put those attributes with all these people, and you put those attributes with all these people, and you put all those attributes with all these people, and you are one as a group. You are one entity. You are one organism moving in the same direction as Jesus Christ. Guess what? You begin to point people to Jesus Christ, but hear me, again, picking on this group for a minute, 
one of you doesn't do what God called you to do, if one of you doesn't fulfill your purpose, what are we doing? One part of the body is not accomplishing what Jesus accomplished. Do you see that? The Bible calls the church the body of Christ. And every one of us has a purpose. And yeah, you might work at just a regular everyday job. But can I ask you, how are you working that everyday regular job to point people to Jesus Christ, to fulfill your purpose, to be a part of the church, the body of Christ? How are you doing that? These men, these women, they were using their lives in whatever way they could to aid in the continuation of Jesus on this earth. So, you know who Peter was? Peter was the speaker. Big, loud, obnoxious, often putting his foot in his mouth. He was the speaker. We know Peter as the apostle to the Jews. Paul, Paul, well, he was a speaker too. But guess what? He was a speaker to a different group of people. The Bible calls him the apostle to the Gentiles. John, the apostle, you know what? He was a little bit quieter. We don't see him as loud. We don't see him as boisterous. But hear me, he was still an extremely active part in the church and in ministry. Stephen, you know what Stephen, you know what we remember Stephen for? being stoned. But you know what Stephen's mentioned for in the Bible first? Serving old ladies. Widows. Stephen. The martyr. Stephen. Just doing what he could to aid in the continuation of Jesus Christ on this earth. Lydia, seller of purple, just a businesswoman. Just doing what she did every day, but she used those talents, those abilities for the furtherance of the gospel of Jesus Christ in her everyday life. She was made for more. Luke was a doctor. Barnabas was an encourager. Hear me. He trained other men and women. You don't have to do everything. Just do you and what God has called you to do. And hear me. You are made for more. Each gave their lives for the continuation of Jesus Christ on this earth, and you can be a part of that same purpose today. You are a continuation of that. Nigh unto 2,000 years after Jesus Christ, and you, you who sit here this morning, you are a continuation of that. I'm reminded of a story that I heard some years ago about an old basketball icon who was sitting down and having somewhat of a discussion to some younger athletes. Kind of a seminar, so to speak, and he begins to kind of teach and talk about some things and how life works and some investments that he had made and just a bunch of different things, some practical advice for young athletes as they come up. They finished the session, and session's over, and he kind of just stayed up at the front, and one of the athletes comes up to him, sort of kind of honking his own horn just a little bit. Tells him and begins to describe to him all of the plans that he had for his life. If you'll allow me, here's kind of how the conversation went. 
the young man says, I am the MVP of my high school team. I score 30 points a game, and I average 11 assists a game. I am going to be the best player in my high school's history. Almost interrupting, the older basketball player says, well, what then? Well, my plan is to go to Duke University and play basketball there and break record after record after record. What then? Still eager, the young man replied, well, then I'll be drafted into the NBA and I'll be first overall and I'll be in the NBA and play professional basketball and make lots and lots and lots of money. And older man says, what then? Well, I'll give lots of money to charity and then I'll relax and live a long and happy life. What then? A bit confused, the young man said, well, I suppose I'll die. What then? No response. You see, the young athlete had never considered the thought of what happens after death. Oh, he had his life all planned out. Play professional basketball what, when you retire 35, maybe 40 years of age. He had all that planned out and he had nothing else planned out. Hear me, today I want you to realize that not only is there life after death for us personally, whether in heaven or in hell, hear me, but there is something far, far greater than us that will continue long after us. And here's what it is. That is Jesus Christ on this earth fulfilling his earthly ministry. Let me ask you the question. What then? Somebody's looking at your life today. Are they saying he continued the ministry of Jesus Christ? Or are they saying, oh, he was good. He was nice. He worked hard. He had a lot going for him. Listen, there is one purpose. One purpose. Again, I don't care what that is. I don't care what it is that you do. It could be playing the piano. It could be preaching. It could be teaching. It could be singing, playing the guitar. Listen, it could be being an usher or a greeter or in the sound booth. Listen, the reality is it could be anything. Do you have the purpose of continuing the ministry of Jesus Christ on this earth? If you're in the habit of writing things down, here's my final question. Will you help continue the work of Jesus Christ? Will you? You as an individual. Hear me. You were made for more than just the everyday mundane. Will you join the people around you that are sitting here today in fulfilling your purpose? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day, for all that you've done for us. Father, as we look to you this moment in time, would every single one of us beg, ask ourselves the question, 
How's my life? Am I on the path that continues your ministry here on this earth? Father, if there's one here today that has never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, they might never know what that means. I pray that today would be that day where they make a decision to come to you Father, for the rest who know you as personal Savior, who have a home in heaven, would you help us take stock of our lives and truthfully ask, what is my purpose in life? May they come to the conclusion that we are made for more. Father, we'll give you the praise and glory for it. I ask you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Again, kind of started this way, but I'd like to end this way as well. How's your life? I mean, emotionally, physically, spiritually, how is it? If you could... Would there be anything that you would do to make your life count for more? I don't know what decision you need to make today, but I encourage you, maybe you need to come forward today, come to this front of the platform and just bow your knee in prayer. Maybe you need to turn around at your seat. I, I don't know. We'll give you whatever opportunity you need, but maybe you just need to come and commit your life to fulfilling God's purpose for your life. Maybe you just need to write down January 15th of 2023, I decided that I will continue through Jesus Christ to pick up where Jesus left off. Again, maybe you sit here today and you don't even know who Jesus is. Maybe you say, I'd, I'd like to know more about Jesus. We'd love to talk to you about that. Whatever your decision is today, I challenge you to make it and concrete it, write it down. If you need to come forward, you can go ahead and do that. We're going to go ahead and uh, give us some music here, but we want to want you to take some time to make a decision for Christ. Let's